You're listening to one of the sermons preached from Shalom Baptist Chapel, recorded at one of our worship services. Good morning, and uh, once again, welcome to Shalom Baptist Chapel. Glad to see everyone who is here today. And as you know, that we are in the midst of growing faith uh, sermon series. That's right. We are talking about growing our faith uh, because our faith plays a big part in how we live out our lives, right? Especially when we face um, the inevitable storms of life. You know, we know that troubles, uh, transitions, fears, all these are real. And uh, all these are inevitable. But as we all know, faith is also like a muscle. It doesn't grow by itself, right? Uh, and so in this series, we are talking about five. Now, there can be more, yes, but just five for this series. Five practical ways to grow our faith. And last week, we already talked about the first one, right? And that is uh, application. That's right. It's, it's about applying, uh, not just acquiring the truth. You know, uh, the idea of application is simply that, you know, we don't just listen or believe in God or uh, believe in what is written in the scriptures, but apply or do what we hear from God through the scriptures because God uses our actions not just our belief system, not just the words that we say, these are important. But when it comes to growing our faith, we must understand, my brothers and sisters, it takes our doing, it takes our action upon what we say we believe because God uses our application to practically grow our faith. And that was what we talked about in the first installment of this series, Growing Faith. Today, we will be talking about the second practical way to grow our faith. And so my prayer is that as we listen, may the Holy Spirit open our hearts and our minds to be receptive to the message for today. Now, Whenever you hear someone telling their stories of faith, almost every time you hear about some people making significant influences or impacts in their faith journey, right? And so you might be familiar with um, some of these statements. For example, she was instrumental in shaping my faith, right? Or... I'm so thankful to God for bringing him, for bringing her into my life. If not for her, I would have given up. If not for her, I don't know. I, would, I, I wouldn't be in this church. I wouldn't be in faith. Or he impacted my life in a big way. Or how about this? I wouldn't be what I am today in my spiritual journey without him, without her. Now, isn't this part of our stories as well? So let me ask you, 
who made significant influence in your faith? Who made a significant influence in your faith? Now, I know there there can be more than one person. You know, that's fine. But think with me. Who are these people in your life who made a significant influence in your faith journey? And they could be someone in the past or they could be someone in the present. Think of at least one person who comes to your mind. Maybe they are your parents. Maybe he or she is your mentor or your teacher, colleagues, friends, church mate, right? One another over here as you look at each other or even sometimes strangers. Who comes to your mind? Who are these people? Now, aren't you thankful to God for these people, right? Because, I mean, imagine with me. Imagine your life, imagine your faith journey without these people. It would have made a huge difference in your life, isn't it? Of course, not in a positive way, uh, but in a negative way, right? If not for these people who came into your life, if not for these people that God providentially brought them into your life at the right time. And so, with that, let me tell you the second practical way that we can grow our faith, and it is simply this, relationship. That's right, relationships. Now, do you know why? Why relationship? Why is relationship one of the practical ways to grow our faith? Let me tell you, it is because faith is a relational matter. That's right. Faith grows in a, faith grows best in the soil of a relationship. Relationship, in other words, is the soil for your faith to grow. That's just the way it is because God designed it that way to grow our faith. And that is why, listen to this very carefully, my brothers and sisters, and that is why God providentially brings some people into our life to what? To challenge and inspire our faith. These are the people who come to you. These are the people they avail themselves to you and for you. They will listen to you and they are really, trust me, they are for you even when sometimes they will confront you for your sins whenever necessary. But you see, these are the people, they will remind you of God's faithfulness, grace, and power. And they will ultimately challenge you to trust in God. Sometimes it doesn't sound practical, I know, right? But they will challenge you in week in and week out to trust in God and to do whatever is necessary, even though sometimes it's tough to do. And listen, when you grow in your relationship with those people, God uses those relationships. God uses that relationship to exercise the muscles of your faith. And that is how we grow. And isn't that some of our stories as well, right? 
Some of you can think of someone who always and constantly would come. They avail themselves, right, to you and for you. And, and, and they will confront you. They will challenge you, but they will walk with you. They will say, hey, brother, hey, sister, I am for you. I will be there for you. I will stand for you. However, and unfortunately for some, the reality, the sad reality is that for some of us, even though God brought some people or such people into your life who would challenge and inspire your faith from time to time, it is said that you find them annoying. You find them irritable and suspicious even. And sometimes you even take offense from them, right? When they lovingly challenge you concerning your faith, concerning the way you think, concerning the way you live your life. And as a result, what happens? You try to avoid them, right? Anything they say, you find it very critical. You find it very negative. And you avoid them and you distance yourself from them, from the people God might have brought them into your life to challenge and grow your faith. And perhaps, perhaps, this might be one of the reasons, my brothers and sisters, some of us may be missing the opportunity to grow your faith. Having said that, there is a passage in the New Testament which I believe is very common uh, to all of us. The author of that letter writes to the Jewish believers in and around Jerusalem who were constantly tempted, who were constantly uh, persecuted for some of them by their families and by their extended Jewish community. For what or to what? To give up their faith in Jesus and to return to Judaism. Remember Judaism, the old religious system. And almost in the entire letter, this author wrote to these believers to show how Jesus is better and far more superior than any religious system in the hope that they will not give up their newfound faith in Jesus and return to Judaism. Now, it is in that context, the author encouraged the Jewish believers to stay strong in their faith in Jesus by, watch this, by staying connected with one another. That's right. Let me show you the passage. And this is how the author instructed them and I believe with all my heart that it, it applies to us as well when it comes to growing our faith. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and verse 25. The author said, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. To consider means to think about, to decide to do something. And to spur someone on means 
to entice or to motivate someone to do something and to work love and good deeds within the context of the writer and the letter it means to grow and to live out their faith in practical ways that's right so the author is basically saying this listen he's saying this in the midst of all the pressures and temptations to give up your faith in Jesus think of ways think of ways to motivate one another to grow and to live out your faith in practical ways and then this is what the author said next you already know right not giving up that's right not giving up what meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching now this means that some of the believers due to the pressures from the their jewish uh, uh, their families and their extended jewish community and perhaps for the fear of persecution some believers were already giving up meeting together in their new found faith in jesus what does it mean they stopped meeting together and 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 fellowshipping studying the word together discussing and talking about jesus and how he has impacted their ways the author is telling them you do that you stop meeting together you stop meeting with one another you have no way of spurring or motivating one another in your faith in Jesus because spurring or motivating one another requires community it requires being together so don't give up meeting together that's right don't give up meeting together now this instruction by the writer this instruction reveals two important aspects of building a strong and healthy relationship and they are simply this regularity and proximity that's right regularity and proximity now when it comes to a relationship regularity and proximity matter a lot we all know this right it's quite obvious right because all of us have been in a relationship in fact all of us are in a relationship with people around us with one another even in this church let me ask you has anyone here built a strong and healthy relationship with someone without meeting regularly and seeing face to face in close close proximity or in close contact with that person anyone here quite unlikely right quite unlikely on the contrary i believe that all of us have experienced building a strong healthy and lasting relationship with someone because of the regularity that you put in meeting because of the proximity of meeting with that person because the simple simple truth is that regularity and proximity builds and grows the relationship with others 
And that is why we meet. That is why we don't give up meeting together as well, isn't it? And that is why the author of Hebrews told the Jewish believers not to give up meeting together because it is in the regularity and the proximity of meeting together. They can best challenge and encourage one another to stay strong and to grow in their newfound faith in Jesus. And especially in the midst of all the pressures that they had within their community to give up their faith in Jesus, you know? Because we must understand again, God uses our meetings. God uses our interactions with one another. God uses our relationships to build and grow our faith. That is how God designed it. Why? Because faith is a relational matter. Faith is a relational matter. God grows it in the soil of our relationships with one another. God has used and is still using my relationships with some people to grow my faith in ways that, you know, I can never imagine or I would have never imagined. Even now, as I recount, there are so many people. There are so many people that God brought into my life. And as I recount, as I try to remember it, it begins from my own parents, you know. Uh, so blessed and thankful to God for giving me parents who believe and follow Christ wholeheartedly. And without a shadow of doubt, I can say that uh, the way they lived out their faith has built the foundation of my own faith as well. And there are so many people, there are so many people that God used to instill, to inspire, and to impact my faith. And I can think of uh, one of my closest and most admired and, and aspired uncle. And people know him. Uh, people know him as the Reverend Doctor Ellis Murray. Uh, he was not just a key figure in the history of Naga people's Christianity, revival, and mission work, but he was also a key figure in my own faith journey as well. Especially as I grew up as a young teenage boy. Since I was young, you know, since young, I grew up longing and aspiring to become like him. Like him, one who serves full time in the ministry of the word. One who teaches and preaches God's word passionately. And through him, I had the you know, privilege to start serving uh, early on as a Student missionary, can you imagine that? As a student missionary, when I was just about 18 years old, he challenged me and he gave me uh, opportunities after opportunities to serve, not just within my own uh, campus in my university days, but uh, bringing me abroad and, and exposing me to the mission work. He inspired me in my faith journey to grow up to be like him. 
But I share this today with a heavy heart because my uncle uh, just passed away yesterday. He passed away yesterday morning. And uh, I can't be there to see him off. And of course, as you can imagine, um, yeah, feeling quite sad about it, uh, but very grateful to God as well for his life and his influence in my faith. A relationship that I guess I will never forget, a relationship that I think I will forever cherish, um, that God gave me. And of course, there are uh, some other relationships I'm cherishing today as well. You know, for example, um, my friend, my good friend uh, by the name of Santi, who was the chaplain of the church uh, that I was serving during my university days. He inspired me and he showed me how faith can be exciting. You know what? Because I think for some Christians, we think that faith is very serious, very solemn, very boring sometimes, right? But I tell you, uh, this friend of mine, you know, had a chance to serve together since my university days. And even today, until today, I'm serving alongside with him. I think some of you know, I, I, I uh, invited him to speak, you know, through online. And he spoke uh, with us as well. And uh, yeah, he inspired me. He showed how faith can be quite exciting. And of course, not forgetting Pastor Anthony, which I think all of us know. Pastor Anthony, who has impacted my faith in a practical way. You know, for instance, uh, did you know that he is known as the Mr. Hospitality among the Baptist community in Singapore? Really? I mean, he is known that way because he was. That's right, because he was. And his faith impacted me. And today, well, I guess I would say I am trying in small ways to be like him as well. Yes, there are so many. Uh, actually, there are so many of you, even here, you know, some of you here uh, in Shalom, whom I had the privilege to serve closely in the past and even, and even, uh, even at present. You know, working closely with some of you really impacted my faith, especially in the area of partnering in ministry. In fact, did you know that I grew so much in that area that I fell in love with one of my ministry partners. Ha, huh. some of you don't know, is it? <laughs> That's right. Oh boy, fell deeply in love with that person that now she has become not just my ministry partner, but she has become my life partner. Yes, my wife. <laughs> Well, I can go on and on to tell you of people uh, that God brought into my life even today. And through those relationships uh, with them, where I get to know them, where I get to see their lives, where I get to hear their stories, see their struggles, their sorrows and joys, their victories and defeats, their big and small faith in God influenced and impacted my own faith in significant ways. So my brothers and sisters, that is one big practical way how God grows our faith, isn't it? God grows our faith in the soil of a relationship with some people whom he providentially brings them into 
our lives. So as I come to close, let me ask you, who are the people? Who are the people that God providentially brought into your life? Who are, who are those people? Or who are the people that God is providentially bringing into your life? Now, I really want to encourage you to take time this week. To take time this week to identify those people. Okay? And once you do that, don't stop there. Because it will get you nowhere if you stop there. After you identify those people, here's what you can do next. Pray. Pray and decide to intentionally invest, to intentionally invest in your relationship with some of them. It can be one or two or three of them, depending on how you pray and how God leads you. But intentionally identify this week those people whom God is, has brought and is bringing into your life. And then pray and decide to intentionally invest in your relationship with them. Now, how can you intentionally invest in your relationship with them? Well, let me give you a simple application for today. Apply today's scripture text, right? Go and apply Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. What is that? Don't give up meeting together, right? Don't give up meeting together. But how can you apply that? Here it is. I said it, right? Put regularity and proximity in your relationship with the people you want to grow your faith with. And definitely, surely, I really believe with all my heart because you have experienced that. And if you want to continue to experience that, then put regularity, put proximity in your relationship with the people you want to grow your faith with. How about starting this week? Right? Anyone on for that? How about we start this week? Try once a week, fortnightly, or at least once in a month. Okay? Meet with that person. Meet in person. If that's not possible, well, Zoom is here for you, right? Zoom works. Really, Zoom works. I mean, I have been in contact with uh, uh, some of my friends and, you know, ministry people via Zoom that I don't feel that, you know, I have never met them. You know, I, I can still grow so close with them through Zoom. So, brothers, sisters, you know, right, I don't have to convince you. Zoom really works as well. That's a new way of, I think, getting the proximity, all right? Even though we may not be physically in proximity, but through the virtual, there is some sense of proximity. There is some sense of closeness. And when you meet, share your life, right? Very simple. Share your joys and your sorrows. Share your challenges. Share your struggles. Share your victories, your defeats. Confess your sins and struggles to each other and challenge 
and encourage each other. And you know what? As we do that, God will use our meeting. God will use our interaction time. God will use our sharing and our confession moments. God will use our challenging and our encouraging words that we say to each other to grow your faith and to grow my faith. And that's my heart's desire and my prayer for all of us. But for that to happen, we got to go back to the first practical way to grow our faith. And that is to apply what we learned today even. All right. So I hope that you will apply and you will see your faith growing from strength to strength so that you will, you and I will stay afloat and victorious in a boisterous storm that we face. And these storms of life, they are inevitable. But if we keep to these practical ways, then the muscles of our faith will grow. And as it grows, it will help you. It will help me to stay victorious, to be able to overcome, to see God's glory in our lives and to see our lives grow from strength to strength. And through our faith, through each other's faith, we can even strengthen even more. And we can see God's glory appearing and God's glory taking place in and through our lives. So that's my prayer for all of us as we go about this week to apply. Amen.